Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from Johannesburg, South Africa, for episode one of the Ski Discussions, the South African soccer podcast, started just in time for the 2020-21 Premier Soccer League season. I am Backpage Media Journalist A.B. Vasson, and today I'm joined by Lawrence Koller, Mr. Yabigo. For those of you who aren't familiar with the catchphrase, I implore you to search for Fabrizio Romano on Twitter. Lawrence is a soccer journalist for kickoff.com and specializes in African soccer content. Also joining us today is Cape Town City Media Officer, a.k.a. Edmund Wadumo, Julian Bailey. Coming up on episode one. We discuss Pizza Mosimani's move to Al-Akhli, the new Mamaladi Sundowns coaching trident, the 2020 MTN8, Kermit Erasmus, Aubrey Ngoma, PSL Biobubble, and La Cockup, Bafana Bafana's Nightmare of a Week. Thanks for joining me on episode one of this key discussions. Um, Lawrence, in the, in the intro that I, um, I referred to you as, as Mr. Here We Go. Um, we also call you that in <laughs> Shokatal, uh, WhatsApp group. Um, for you who are not familiar with Fabrizio Romano, go check him out on Twitter. He's a very famous Italian journalist. And we've got our own uh, Lawrence Cola, who's um, pretty famous in that department as well. Lawrence, what do you make of that nickname? <laughs> I think it's a bit complimentary um, because that guy's done all the long yards and he's obviously he's made his name famous as the most, the superstar transfer specialist, you know what I mean? And one day we aspire to reach that level. So it's very complimentary and I, I just laugh at it in the beginning now. So I, I, I enjoy it though. <laughs> uh, dropping those bombs, uh, what does it feel like, you know, knowing something before, before other people know it? Um, I mean, obviously it must be kind of a thrill for yourself. 100%, but it's also, it, it, it makes you nervous at the same time because in football, especially in transfers, things can change at any moment. Like uh, a player could um, agree a deal and then last minute his agent gets a new offer from somebody else with more money and then you look like the idiot after saying that the agreed that deal was done, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like people say like, how do you know this or how do you get so lucky? And it's like... People don't understand how many hours you have to phone, how many dead ends you have to go to, and and the the the, the flack you get from people. Like you, there's so many. Um, how can I say? There's so many doors closed in your face, and then it's all just for you know one second of fame or breaking the news. But yeah, it's an exhilarating experience, and um, obviously I enjoy it. That it's something that I, you know, like to waking up to do towards doing every day. For those who don't know, um, Julian Bailey, Babes or Dumo, um, is a very well-known well admin uh, in South African soccer. Um, we, we used to have quite a bit of banter, but Jules, you know, on that same, that same point, you obviously know a lot of news before a lot of people do. How hard is it to keep a secret, you know, about a new transfer? Yeah, it's very difficult, um, especially um, considering the fact that how, how many people are involved on a, from a club's point of view. You know, there's there's probably five or six people, and uh, you don't know who they're going to speak to, which one's going to let it slip. Um, and it's important for us to to keep those things quiet. You know, we've we've actually had players who were supposed to join us, um, deals fell through because of uh, someone leaking it to a publication or to another agent who arranged a better deal. and So yeah, for us, it's very important to keep those kind of things as quiet as possible uh, until 
such time where it's all signed on the dotted line. One of the biggest moves, uh, Lawrence, during the transfer window actually came in the form of a coaching move. Um, Pizza Mosimani mm. leaving Sundowns after eight years. Um, how big is yeah. that move? For people that don't know how big of a club Al Ahli is, you spent time in Egypt last year during the Africa Cup of Nations. How big yeah. of a move is that? Look, people probably don't recognize how big it is because of the lack of coverage we have of Egyptian and African football in general. Like you can just take one example of like this international break. There wasn't a single African game on Supersport. Put on the TV and I'll just see Ukraine versus Sweden. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's, it's we, we know why that, that happens, but to put into context, Al-Akhli is the second most titled club um, in international football history behind Real Madrid. And I think they have over 40 sports under the umbrella, so it's Al Ahli Sports Club. So when you walk into the headquarters, you realize you're walking into an institution and not just a football club. And to put into context how big the movie is, Pizzo resigned months after signing a four-year contract. He had the comfort, the success, all the money in the world to buy any player in South Africa he wanted to. He could have created a dynasty that was unrivaled in South African football history that could never be beaten, arguably. Um, he was the king of the PSL. So to, to, to leave that behind for a club that's traditionally not had a stable, a stable um, job security, it shows you that Pizzo thought, it, thought, it, thought of the move as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And um, you, can't, you can't be judging for that decision. Um, They've won eight Champions League titles, uh, 42 Egyptian Premier League titles. they by far the biggest, most successful and the richest club on the continent. And if he gets more success there, then we're looking at the legendary status, not just in South African football, but in world football possibly. Just to underline his importance to, to Sundowns, um, they've appointed two head coaches, co-coaches, mm. and then also brought mm. in Steve Compella as a, a senior coach. Uh, what do you make mm. of that coaching trident, and uh, do you think it's something that can work? Look, I think they're all quality coaches. Let's not debate about that. Marulani has his strengths, um, Mangoba has his strengths, and Steve Compella also has, but it's a, a matter of can they you know, remain in unison? Can they get their ideas together? Can they, you know, agree on one philosophy in the way that Pizzo did? You know, Pizzo was the boss. Yes, other, other coaches would tell him, I think you should do this, I think you should do that, but he was the boss. And I think with having like this coaching trio now, it's, 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 it's a completely different dynamic. Um, are they gonna continue? Pizzo's philosophy, are they going to try to stamp their, their, their own uh, imprint on, on the Sundance team? That's the question. So I think it's going to be very difficult, um, as Neil Tove even mentioned now to, to kick off now, that it's, 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 it's a tiresome duty to, to have this, this discussions between uh, multiple coaches if, you know, nobody's taking the lead. So if Mangoba does in fact take the lead, like Sundowns have, um, you know, presented the information, then I think it should be fairly, you know, straightforward. But if, you know, um, personalities clash, then, then, then there might be a problem. But yeah, um, I think the institution of Sundowns, Calibre and um, 
because of Pizza's legacy, I think that will definitely humble all three of them to, to, to create one common goal. We start the season of the MPNA. Julian, if I can just bring you back in here. Um, you guys, you know, straight out of the blocks with a, a tough game against Orlando Pirates at Ayanda Petorsi's home ground. Um, <laughs> you guys like to, to mention uh, on Twitter. Uh, how tough is that game going to be? Yeah, it's always tough to play Pirates uh, home or away. Uh, they have so much quality in their team. They, you know, they, their coach is, is getting more and more familiar with the league and with the players he has. They've, they've signed uh, the whole of it. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we know it's going to be tough. We, we played them not so long ago in the bubble. It was extremely tough conditions for, for both teams. But um, I remember some of our players saying that's probably one of the toughest games they've had this season. So we expect the same. Um, Obviously, they, they've added so much quality uh, just now to Bang Manari, Dion Otto, Tulani Latswayo. I mean, it's, those are it is all uh, players who have performed for the last few seasons. Uh, I know them very well, obviously, with them at Wits. Um, but, but I think the, the, the Pirates team now looks a lot more balanced than they did last season. Uh, Lawrence, in your unbiased opinion, um, we've got obviously mm. four games, four games this weekend. Mm. Talking about Vits, uh, TTM plays Supersport, Pirates play City, Chiefs play Maritzburg, and Sundowns play Celtic. Do you see any upsets on the cards? Um, I wouldn't say if Cape Town City beats Orlando Pirates, it would be an upset. Mm. But um, I think I think out of all the games. That's that. That's the one call that I could possibly make. I think just because of the continuity that Cape Town City have in terms of the core of this squad still being there. As Julian's mentioned, that Pirates have signed a lot of quality players, but how quickly can they gel and implement um, into the philosophy of, of Zimbabwe? That's a question, obviously. But I think just because City's lost Kermit. But now they've got Fakhri and, 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 and Tashrik on new contracts. And I just think that the momentum that they created in the bio bubble will hold them definitely in good stead. And like the confidence will still be there, knowing that what they achieved was possibly the, the best out of all the teams in the bubble. Only Sundowns had a better run than them, I think. Um, so I think that's definitely the fixture that I feel the, you know, in inverted commas, the the underdog will, will prevail. Talking about Kermit Erasmus, Julian, how big of a loss is, is Kermit um, in your team? Uh, obviously, he scored a lot of goals last season. He was a good form. Um, how, now, how do you guys replace a, a, a striker like him? Yeah, a big loss. Um, I think he's going to add a lot of quality to that Sundowns team. Um, I think for, for me, the movement he has and the sharpness in front of goal um, is what makes him the player he is. Uh, he'll, he'll score a lot of goals in any team. He can basically fit into any system, I think. Um, so far, it's a big loss. But I, I do believe we've, we've got players who can step up. We've, we've secured Fakhri Lakay and Tashrik Morris. Um, those are two, two strikers who I know for a very long time and I know their qualities and they, they can definitely turn it on. They, they are quite similar in the, in the way that they need to play consistently in order to do well. 
Um, and they weren't able to play a lot when Kermit was here. So hopefully that uh, that gap Kermit left can now be filled by Lakay Morris and also a new striker we've got coming in. Um, he should be here by this weekend, so he won't be available for the weekend, but uh, hopefully for the first league game. And I think that kind of firepower leaves us uh, in a good position. Also with... Uh, Oberyn Goma coming in, he's got goals and assists in him. So yeah, I think I think we 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 should be okay to to fill that gap with with what we've brought in. We certainly look forward to the yeah, Lawrence, go ahead. And I ask Julian a question. Okay. Um, obviously, Kermit leaving. Uh, from your point of view, does that spur on players like Fahri and 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 Tashik? Or they're disappointed, like a, a leading figure like him leaves the team. And also, I, to, to my knowledge, Fakhri and, and Tashrik, their, their futures were a little bit uncertain a couple of months ago. Does that also inspire them knowing that, okay, now we've committed to the club and this is it's time for us to step up? Yeah, Lawrence, I, I think 100% with, with, with Kermit going, I think both of them see themselves. Uh, in with a chance to to become the the number one striker, and they I've seen it in the preseason. Now they they're pushing that extra bit. They finishing is a lot sharper now. Um, so definitely it has spurred them on. Um, I also believe that having their futures um, secured uh, uh, definitely definitely gives them another uh, push. Just to I don't know if it's a bit of extra confidence or a bit, a bit more uh, urgency, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely helped. You spoke about Aubrey and Goma, um, his return to, to Cape Town City. Uh, just how big of an acquisition is that? He was you know, outstanding that one season with Manyama, um, scoring, assisting. Um, how happy is he to be back? And you know, hopefully we'll see more of him. Um, of the left handouts. Yeah, no, it's definitely very exciting for us to have a player like him back. He knows the culture of the club. He knows the league very well. Um, obviously, he's had good, a, a good season and a half with us. Um, he, he's got nothing but good memories of being here. So seeing him back here is such a, a good sight for us. And, and I know for sure that he's, he's going to come out flying again. Uh, he looks hungry to play, and that's a good thing for us. So we look forward to seeing what he can what he can bring. The announcement videos that Cape Town City produce are always, you know, top of the list, top of the charts. Um, how much work goes into an announcement video like that? It's a, it's a lot. Eh? It's it's what's keeping me um, up at night now. Uh, I think the last two weeks has been so hectic and. Uh, not only the announcement of players, but also uh, the announcement of the uh, the unveiling of the new kit. Mm. Uh, it's a lot of content to be filmed, and it has to be it has to be filmed around the team schedule because we can't compromise training and meetings the players might have with the chairman and the coaches. So I think the planning takes a lot more time than the actual filming, but also the pro production behind it. You know, we have to constantly come up with new ideas and different ways to to try and impress the the fans and uh, the viewers so yeah, i think uh, the creativity is important i think that's the key and one thing you're really good at is, is banter we had a few banter wars when i was still at ix cape town 
sometimes it was a bit of an unfair advantage on your part because Kate obviously <laughs> you're doing so well on the field of play. Um, how much thought goes into Banton? How do you stay on top of things to, you know, to come up with the jabs? I mean, I remember the, the Gabardino Mahongo incident when you were at Cape Town City. I mean, you know, if you haven't seen that, go check that out. Um, yeah, that's just, how do you stay on top of things and bring the, you know, the fans on social media to life? Yeah, I miss you a little bit, Davey, at this other team here around the corner. That's. Um, <laughs> I think it's, a lot of it is just in my nature to, to you know, enjoy banter and be snappy with comebacks and, and finding ways to poke fun at people without being malicious, you know. Mm. Um, so a lot of it is just, I guess, down to personality. Um, but I think just, just um, doing a lot of research as well, um, watching people's backgrounds and... Uh, maybe mistakes that they might have made or things that might have happened to people. And just, I think, just keeping it in your mind and constantly reading up on things and staying relevant with the latest news and the latest happenings, I think that helps you, uh, helps a lot um, just to, to, to have a quick comeback. Um, but I think most times it's the, the ones that are thought out that, that does the best, I find. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um... Let's just rewind it back to, to last season. Obviously, Captain City enjoyed a great run in the bio bubble. Um, why do you think that is? Uh, why do you think you guys did so well and obviously won Q4 in the end of the day? Yeah, I, I think, I think the, the, the camaraderie is what, what really did it for us. The guys sticking together, um, doing so well together, you know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly. What, what makes a team tick in the way we did. But um, I guess it was important for us to just uh, stay together, fighting, and you could feel it from the bench uh, in the stands where all the players who were not playing were sitting and just the way they were cheering on for the guys who were playing. And, uh, and that vibe we had in the team is ultimately what pushed us to, to do better. Lawrence, on that night, um, what did you make of the, the end of last season um, in the bio bubble and how the PSL handled everything? I was also lucky to be in the bubble myself and I, I thought the PSL did a great job in, in making sure the season kept its integrity and that the, you know, the league was ultimately won on the, on the field of play. I think it was some of the most, okay, in the start, not so much, but the last few games were some of the most exciting football we've seen in, in PSL in a very, very long time. And like I said, Cape Town City was, 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 was one of those teams that brought that excitement. Particularly, like, I was so happy to see Fakhri Lukai score that hat-trick. And like, like Julian said, I, I've seen this boy since he was like 13, the engine knockout and the bail when he was 15 with Santos. And like, it's, it's been so frustrating to see his career stall that way because we know he's one of the best strikers in the country. But yeah, going back to the bubble, it's... It, it, the PSL deserves recognition for, for what they've achieved there. Um, there was no, I think, no COVID cases recorded in that, so it shows it was very successful. Um, and if you think about like the leagues in North Africa that only finished now, like two weeks ago, mm. I definitely need to be applauded what they, what, what they did there. And um, yeah, it, 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 it was amazing. And, but the one thing I want to mention again here about uh, what you were talking about, Edmund now and, 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 and Cape Town City, <laughs> being a cut above the rest. 
the league. Um, I want to know if John would accept uh, a final call up for Julian uh, after what we've seen. <laughs> will, will John be happy with the Bafana call during international break? He has allowed it before. There was a time um, when I think Bafana had the Women's World Cup, the Banyana Women's World Cup, the Kusafa yeah. Cup, and, uh, and some other youth tournaments all happening at once. And then they asked mm. me to come to one of the tournaments to cover it for them. So he allowed it and he was okay with it. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I think what I saw from uh, the Bafana media in the last international break was, uh, was crazy. crazy yeah. It's just leaving it crazy. It's really disappointing, I would say, uh, especially from you know, our national team, a, a le cock up, as they would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't want to bring Julian too much into this because in the end of the day, he's a club representative and he should probably, you know, can't probably say what he wants to say always. Um, but Lawrence, maybe from a, you know, journalistic point of view, um, how do you sum up, you know, South Africa's performance versus Namibia versus Zambia? Uh, surely it's just not good enough, you know, if we want to proclaim to have the best league on the continent. Yeah, I think... I think everybody's looking at us like from outside South Africa and it's probably thinking, what is going on? Like we, we have all these infrastructure, we have the players, we have the talent, but just the social media gaps and like the, the, the Lecoq up, as you, as you said, I think it's just a representation of where we are in our football. It's, 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 it's a perfect representation of just not taking care, not taking pride and not caring and like uh, if you can't get basics right like a kit launch or a team announcement then what is going on behind the scenes in the federation to prepare a coach to prepare a team to perform at their best level you know what i mean and this type of 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 of, of unprofessionalism, it, it seeps down into the, into the players. Like, definitely, imagine not having enough shorts or, 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 or tops for kids. You saw in the games, um, some of the players didn't even have kids on. And the coaches had uh, old rain jackets on. Like, you come into your national team and uh, that definitely plays its part. So there's, a, there's many other things that we can discuss about the Wafana at the moment, but I think it's just the basics, the basic elements that, that, that's not even there. So, yeah, honestly, I, I was shocked. I was completely shocked at the lack of unprofessionalism in this this break. Yeah, we'll definitely need a whole episode uh, to cover that. Lauren, <laughs> um, <laughs> just uh, just to rewind again back to the bubble, um, are there any players that stood out for you? I mean, we still haven't had the award ceremony yet for last season. It surely will yeah. come in the in the near future. Which players stood out for you um, if you had to make a list? Of players just off the top of your head? Um, definitely. The funny thing is, some of the Sundowns players obviously needs to be in this, this conversation because they won the league. Mm. But many of them started the bio bubble like really poorly. Like Lebohang Mabue was slaughtered on social media for his performances at the right back. But he ends up scoring a hat trick in the last game. Yeah. And that's all that counts. But people will remember. So obviously, Nebuchadnezzar, Mabue, Temba Zwane, these guys are, are the ones we're going to remember. 
Um, but like going against Cape Town City, Fahri Lekai, he played, I think, 10 of the last 11 games, started 10 of the last 11 games. He really impressed me. Um, David Wilson, always solid, rock solid at, um, in, in the defense. Um, and I would say definitely it was one of, one or two of the Pirates guys that, that impressed me. I think it was Pule. He got he found his, his scoring boots again. And um, in Maritzburg, Russian Derek, like what a player. Him and and then Devalbo could see I can definitely say we're all done by for not getting into the Bafana squad. 23, 24 years old, both of them. They should be the future of the national team. And um, they were rock solid and consistent throughout, not just in the bio bubble. So, yeah, those are the guys that really caught my eye. And what about a guy like Samuel Nikovic? Um, you know, Chiefs have made some, let's just say, below par signings recently, but he's one that actually paid off quite well. Yeah, it's, it's, it was definitely a surprise for me. Like, when they signed him and I heard he's coming from the Slovakian second division, I was like, hmm. uh, another Gustavo Paez loading here, like some unknown that, that, you know, just comes and goes, but the hard work, the craft that he's put in, like it's, I've, I've never seen anybody take to the PSL from, besides Grocky, um, but you can just see that Nurkovic is obviously a level above Grocky in terms of his decision-making, in terms of his, his control and just like his brute force. Um, not many of the PSL defenders like that type of, you know, uh, how can I say, uh, PSL defenders li- like to be classy. They want to, you know, spray that diagonal balls and stuff. And when they come up against like somebody 1.9 meters tall, they, they, they hate it. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the outstanding signings and players of the season. And Chiefs need to do everything they can to keep hold of him. Um, so one, one thing we want to do on, on Disky discussions is like have a power rankings. Um, so we'll do that with mm. teams and players. Um, if you had to choose top five teams currently, um, you can take maybe the bio bubble as an example. Um, top five teams on form right now, who would you go for? Okay, I would say obviously Sundowns as domestic treble winners. Um, Kaiser Chiefs getting Gavin Hunt now. That puts him, I would say, uh, up there. And then you have Pirates, Cape Town City, um, Super Sport United, and this is a funny choice, uh, Maritzburg United. I'd say Maritzburg United and Super Sport United, fourth and fifth. Okay, cool. And uh, Julian, what do you say is your top five teams currently, on current four, just before the season? Yeah, I think. Uh, top five, if I had to pick, I would go same as Lawrence. Uh, Mamelodi Sundowns, Kaiser Chiefs, uh, maybe Cape Town City third, Orlando Pirates uh, fourth, and Super Sport United. Yeah, Maritzburg, a close number six, definitely. I think I agree with Lawrence on that. I think we also maybe, maybe overlooking Stellenbosch, they, they also did reasonably well, like... Uh, with in the first season in the in the league and it's also gonna be exciting, even the rivals. It's gonna be exciting to see what they, they, they do to build on that that uh, debut season. Yeah, definitely. We, we we have to we have to take a look at them as well. I mean they with the coach they have is so experienced and I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna surprise everyone once again with uh, 
just the type of the type of football he wants to play and uh, the type of players he managed to to sign there. So yeah, we look forward to seeing them play as well. Gents, just to close things off, close things off, Julian. If I could just ask you one question. Um, so now John comes to you and says you've got a check of twenty million rand. Uh, you can sign any player for the club you want. Uh, who would you go for? Uh, South African player. Oh, South African. I don't think we can afford a European player for twenty million. <laughs> but yeah. um, considering the exchange rate, but let's say budget is out of the question. Uh, but but on, let's keep it on the continent. Um, uh, I think I'll have Lebo Manyama back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, him, him and Goma linking up together, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, Julian Lawrence, thanks for joining me, gents. Um, good luck with this weekend's games and, and back to the graph for all of us. Um, we'll catch up soon. Cheers, thanks, Cheers, Lawrence. Yes. Cheers, bye. Cheers, boys. What to look forward to in next week's episode. We dissect the MTN8 quarterfinal results, preview the opening round of the 2020-21 DSTV Premiership season, and discuss the best and worst signings of the transfer window. If you have any questions or things you'd like us to discuss on this key discussions, please hit me up at ab underscore basson on Twitter or on Instagram. Away.